Welcome to the Bible in Business, and we're glad you are joining us on this podcast today. I am Bill English, the founder of Bible in Business. So glad that you're with us. In our topic today on pastoral transitions, we're going. I'm going to be talking with uh, my current pastor, my my former pastor, and my current executive pastor at the Maple Grove Evangelical Free Church. Uh, we have had an excellent pastoral transition in the last two years at Maple Grove. Uh, free church, and uh, because I attend that church and because I'm interested in how leaders transition in organizations, uh, I was able to ask uh, the three folks here to join us, uh, Russ Berg, Jim Hobbs, and John Plattick. And so, Russ, why don't you just start out and give us a little bit of history about yourself and uh, and how you might have come to join us here today on the podcast. <laughs> because you asked me. <laughs> um, yeah, I have... Uh, had the privilege of being the senior pa- former senior pastor at uh, Maple Grove Free Church for uh, 21 years, and then Mel and I transitioned into a new ministry that got opened up, uh, doing divorce intervention training uh, for churches and for uh, church staff, therapists, and family law attorneys. And Jim Hobbs, you are now the executive pastor at Maple Grove Evangelical Free Church. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I do serve in that role today, uh, Bill, and. Uh, Previous to that, I worked uh, for 24 years in the corporate environment, and then uh, God led me into the ministry environment just a couple of years ago. So this position, in some sense, I'm uh, I'm a rookie, but uh, the last two years, uh, from a different sense, have, have felt like about 24 years as well. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do in the corporate environment? So in the corporate environment, I worked in a number of different roles, most of them uh, international business oriented and uh, general management oriented. And so what would what would have been the type of things that you would have been doing in those roles in international business? Most of the, the industry was uh, related to biochemistry. And so for me, it was uh, leading uh, a team uh, to put together a business. So we, we actually established a business, and then we spread it internationally, and then we would go in and establish it in these uh, different countries and looking at different deals and, again, leading change in an, in an industry that wasn't used to change. So change management has also been part of what you're doing, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk about that in your role as an executive pastor and and uh, how I have seen your role be absolutely pivotal to the transition here at, at Maple Grove Free Church. Uh, John Plattick, you're now the senior pastor at Maple Grove Evangelical Free. Well, why don't you introduce yourself to us? Uh, yeah, so my name is John Plattick, and I've been uh, at the role of the, the senior pastor and lead pastor, having followed uh, Pastor Berg um, for the last about two years. Um, yeah, it was two years in September, uh, beginning in September, that we made the transition. So, uh, And so far, Bill, uh, I haven't got fired, so it's going all right. <laughs> I think it takes quite a bit to fire a pastor these days. <laughs> so, Russ, tell me about... Um, when did it first occur to you that maybe, you know, you were at Maple Grove Free Church for a good 20 years mm-hmm. uh, as as a senior pastor, and you came in during a time, as I understand it, I wasn't there at the time, but at a, at a time when the church really needed a very loving shepherd and someone to help the church heal from, from some wounds. And uh, tell me about the first time that you th- you just began to sense that maybe God was starting to move you along and what that experience was like. Well, first of all, you know, we landed on the doorstep of Maple Grove Free Church, and part of my qualifications was that I didn't know any better than to come to a church that had really, um, really a, a great, a great church that had just been through a lot of bumps. Part of what I just knew how to do was to teach the word and to shepherd people, and that's we just jumped in and started doing that. And as we got to know the church, 
there was a commitment that kind of grew in us having seen some of the bad transitions that the church had come through, painful transitions. Ephesians 4, 3, where Paul says, make every effort to protect the unity of the body. I didn't have a grand plan for the church. I was just happy they paid me to show up to preach on Sunday. There was this kind of foundational commitment that what, however long we were going to be here, Melody and I had just been asking God to help us envision a transition that would be healthy primarily for the body of Christ and would honor him. Then secondly, um, we asked, you know, Lord, just help us to transition into something where we can be useful for the kingdom. So part of what I want to get at and as, as part of the transition story is that God had to do a work in you, Russ, in you, Jim, and in you, John, to both release you from your current calls and then call you to something new. And it, it was orchestrated at, at, at roughly the same time. And I'm curious as to how that was experienced by the three of you. First of all, how were you, how did you feel released from your current call? And I, and a call to business, you know, Jim, you know me, that's, that's uh, just as much of a call as it is to vocational ministry. Uh, how, how did that, how did you experience that release from the call? And then how did you experience God's call uh, to come to Maple Grove Free Church and rest for you to move on to your other ministry? Part of it for me was um, to be really, to be just really, really candid. I had just begun to sense that although I loved the church, loved what was happening, loved every aspect of pastoral ministry, I began to see that my gift mix, the energy that would gather around ministry for me didn't have as much connection to directional leadership and and the future of the church as it did shepherding the present. And the more I went to conferences, uh, you know, early in my pastoral ministry, I'd go to conferences. We call them pink slip seminars. You'd go to a mega church thing and you get this great idea. And, you know, if you implemented it, you'd be fired on day one, you know, after coming back. I began to have a more of a sense of, of needing to shepherd and to help grow the body. But I was having less and less visions and dreams and aspirations about the future of the church. And that was starting to loosen the soil. I knew, I didn't know where that was going to go. In fact, I, um, on two different occasions, two different elder retreats where we had former and current elders called our Council of Wisdom, I just, um, two years in a row, I just said, guys, um, this is what I'm thinking and feeling. I don't have any aspirations beyond Maple Grove, but would you just pray with me? There was a confirmation there, you know, like John said, it's nice to not get fired. But the elders really came around me and not even knowing what that transition would look like. They encouraged me to pray. They said, Russ, you know, we're we're not freaking out, but we will work with you. That gave me a huge release then to just continue to seek the Lord. God, what is this stirring about? What What is this... I think in, in the notes I sent you, just this unholy restlessness. It had nothing to do, too. It had nothing to do with not loving the church. It had more to do with God really giving me a sense. You know, that, that First Chronicles thing where David is unpacking the plans to the temple, but he knows he's not going to build it. Well, and I can say, too, you know, the elder team at that time was just so appreciative of Russ being so genuine and in, in approaching the team and really just sharing his heart because it was genuine. So there was no panic. There was no uh, desperate measures at the time. We just wanted to come around uh, Russ and give him a big hug and say, hey, we'll just keep praying and see where God leads from here. 
Russ, when you when you were there and you said there was a restlessness, how did you know that it was a time to start looking to transition beyond the church versus just like a desert experience or just a different, like, were you able to discern that? Yeah, a couple things. I had had some desert times, like right before I went on sabbatical. And I won't go into all the details. There was just a staff misfire where we ended up releasing a staff member or agreeing to part company. As I processed that with the current elder team, I realized that on my watch, I had missed some significant leadership responsibilities that maybe couldn't avoid the outcome of the staff person transitioning, but I just intuitively did not pick up on what needed to happen in order to help bring us to the kind of protecting the unity of the body that was in my heart. I just, I did not see it. And actually, that happened, and then I went on sabbatical for three months, and that stirred a lot of stuff. Like, this can't happen again. It was really, really a painful time. It was almost replicating in microcosm all the stuff I wanted to avoid the church having to repeat. And I thought, I remember one of the elders who had just asked me about, um, this was a, like a management leadership function. And he said, well, well, Russ, you know, you, you have all these records, don't you? And he was kind of hoping for this confident, oh, yeah, we've got all of our documentation. And I, got, I said, well, I've got a bunch of files, and he just, I just, I will never forget this. He put his head down in his hands, and he said, this is what we wanted to avoid. And yet this guy was really gracious. I gave him all of my emails. I gave him all my material, and he went through it as an HR person. And he actually constructed, but he did it on the back end. And unfortunately, because I did not have the proactive gifts to see this coming, I think we inadvertently um, and unnecessarily hurt a staff person, you know, that we ended up separating. So, John, what was that like in you when God began to release you uh, in your ministry at Campus Church? Uh, you were a campus pastor in a church that had three campuses, mm-hmm. a main campus and two satellites, and you were the pastor, as I understand it, at one of the satellites. Yeah, so um, I had this, this. I was currently serving at the, on, a, on the pastoral team of my, the second church that I had been a part of, uh, having the privilege to serve. I was one of the preaching pastors of, uh, I, I was a, the a, other preaching pastor at the campus that I was at, and also had a significant amount of staff that was reporting up to me. So I had all of the, a majority of the, the ministry staff that was at that campus who I would meet with, and they were my direct reports and would um, make sure that they were doing what, you know, had goals and staying on budget and all the things that you do with your direct reports um, and helping them align with the vision of the church uh, or of the senior office, which was the senior pastor, executive pastor. So those were the roles and functions that I was playing uh, at that church. So there was a variety of things. There was a uh, part of it was I went I, when I went to that church, I went there because the new senior pastor was who was who was transitioning into that church was a friend of mine. Um, and he he asked me to come and help him lead through the transition um, of as he transitioned into that church he was following a, a dearly loved pastor of 26 years as the as the next senior pastor and so we went and um, it became clear to me probably over probably within about um, 18 months that that this that I didn't have a long time future there um, just the way things were structured I, I love the church I love being there the staff was great there was a lot of great great folks who are part of the church um, but I realized if if this was going to thrive, um, it, from from my perspective, um, what I sensed my gifting and my talents were, and, and to be faithful in using those things, 
this was a season for me to be able to be there and to learn and to grow. Um, and it was an appropriate season for me, but it wasn't going to be the long-term place for me. That's That was my sense after about 18 months. Now, I was there for five years, right? And so my job then was to help him succeed. My job was to help my senior pastor uh, and to lead and to help him achieve what it was that God had placed on his heart uh, and as, as he was called to, to lead this congregation. It was me then recognizing this is about that that goal. And whenever that is done, then it'll be time for me to, to move on. Um, and so it ended up being about a five-year time period. And then really feeling feeling like my role there as helping my friend to try to to try to work through that transition um, and helping my boss succeed uh, was was finished. And so then it and then I also happened to be on the receiving end of a phone call about an opportunity um, in in Minnesota. That was that was a part of the deal. So when you received that call Mm -hmm. and you and I'm sure you did some investigation into the church here in Minnesota. Uh, how how quickly or slowly did you share that opportunity with the senior pastor that you were trying to make sure was succeeding? Yeah, so I received a phone call. The first phone call I received, um, so I was in I was living in Ohio at the time, uh, serving at the church there. And when I received the phone call um, from the search firm that the church had hired, um, it was she said, "Would you be interested in having a phone call?" So it was an email. Would you be interested in having a phone call? I said, "Sure, let's." have a conversation. And so we talked for about 45 minutes and it was a great conversation. So she told me all about the benefits of Minnesota and all the benefits of this particular church. And, and it sounded, it was, it was really exciting. And then she, I said, okay, well, what's the next step? And she asked me, so I had to fill out about five different questions that were, and they weren't difficult questions. They were, you know, questions like, do you like Jesus? You know, things that I, and I do, and, and I, and I knew the answer to that. Then do you like Minnesota? Yeah, yeah she didn't ask that. Uh, that wasn't on the sheet. There's probably, Bill, to be honest with you, there's about three different times that I sat down to answer these these questions, and I just couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, I just couldn't. The, the words just wouldn't wouldn't come. And I said, oh, I'll just set it off and do it later. But I kept getting these prompting phone calls from her saying, hey, are you do you want to do this or not? And at some point, I just had to say to her, you just have to go on without me because I can't. I just don't sense that this is right. And so she said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, you you need to go. And I I just don't I just don't sense this is the right time for me. And so she did, and they and the and the church moved on, and and I did, and I kept doing what I was doing, and so then that was a done done kind of deal, and the and their process for the church continued to move along. I stayed in contact with her because I was I actually had the the church where I was currently serving had gone through some different transitions and changes, and so to fast forward then through that would have been in in the fall, um, in about February, then I received an email, um, and she said, hey. The things didn't work out um, with this first wave of, of candidates. Would you be interested in having another go at it? And my own circumstances had changed to such a degree that I felt released to be able to have a conversation with her. And that was a very dis- different. All of a sudden, the words that never could would come, they came. And they, they came easily, and they just flowed right out and, and apparently fooled some people because they got hired. <laughs> so so how how much did you keep your senior pastor back in Akron? Oh, yeah, to answer your uh, question. In, informed. Uh, yeah. No, we, we had a very open relationship. So 
it, there's some of the complexities with that. It has to, part of it had to do with where he was at and he was, he ended up leaving the church that, I, so I came to help him. It, be, it ended up becoming where he ended up, the stress level was such that it ended up having some real physical problems. He ended up having some pretty real physical uh, results as a re, as a result of just the pressure and stress of, of really trying to lead the ministry. So he was making a transition himself. And so it was pretty natural for us to really just talk about life transitions, his and mine mm-hmm. and, and all of these things. And so, and to this day, I mean, we still communicate and talk and, and encourage one another. He'll text me on a Sunday morning, let, letting me know that he's praying for me. And so it's, wow. it's, a, it's a great, it's a great, great thing. That is a great thing. So Jim, you were in corporate America and you were also leading the effort at Maple Grove Free Church as an elder to uh, bring in the new pastor you're good friends with Russ Berg, who is our current pastor, and uh, you're leading this process uh, to bring in the new pastor. And yet at the same time, God is working inside of you to say, hey, maybe an executive pastor role is really where I belong, but I don't want to convolute the two processes, and I want to make sure that I handle myself with integrity in, in both of these roles. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how God uh, led you and how he released you from the corporate world and and really called you into a ministry role as an executive pastor. Yeah, as brief background, I had uh, so our family moved to Minnesota after I worked for Dow Chemical for many years in the great state of Michigan, <laughs> and then we uh, we moved over to Minnesota to work for uh, a joint venture between Dow and Cargill that was later named NatureWorks, and and so that was a great run. But then I was let go during a, a reduction of force in 2009, and that started a real tumultuous time for my family and I. And during that time, God just spoke to me. You know, and it's so much easier for me, uh, perhaps because I'm a little dull at times, but so much easier to look back in retrospect and just see God's hand. But at the time, it was it was a real conflicted, difficult, humbling time because in 2009, it just wasn't a great time to be looking for a job. So God just worked and worked and worked. And when we moved over from Michigan, one of the places God led us was right to Maple Grove Evangelical Free Church. And the first time we stepped in and uh, my wife, Tammy, uh, saw that uh, Dr. Russ Berg was, uh, was who God made him to be, an engaging, relational person who truly cared for the flock, uh, that, was, that was when we said, yeah, this is our, this is our home. And so kind of fast-forwarding uh, to your message over time, uh, God placed me back into the corporate world after, you know, that, that real up and down time in 2009 and what turned out to be 2010. And through God's grace, he, he put me in a role leading a small company, and it was exactly the position I had already, you know, always desired. Uh, he put me right into it. And ironically, it was a joint venture between uh, the company that I had come on with and my old company. Uh, that had let me go. And so that was uh, almost God's humor, I think, in, in some of that. But it, it was a position that I had uh, esteemed to. Uh, but quite frankly, I, I just wasn't passionate about it. Over time, it became almost a chore. You know, and, and in prayer, I was just kind of crying out to God, asking, what what is it that you're having with me here? And you know, as I reflected back in my experience as a church and serving in different ministry opportunities, it was there that I was passionate. It was there where I had great energy. And uh, and that brought me through to a process, you know, and I was serving on the elder team, and then they kicked me off the elder team. And then I, 
I was uh, serving uh, with the team that uh, that was fortunate enough that uh, brought uh, Pastor John Plattick to the church. You know, and, and so I started to have conversations with Tammy and, and our daughters on, hey, this is where I feel God moving. Are you in? And, uh, and, and they were in. And so then it was this awkward time where I thought, oh, gee, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of leading this team looking for our new senior pastor. And at the same time, I feel called to this, this position. I didn't know what the position was, so I started interviewing different executive pastors around the Twin Cities and, and in different areas in the country because as I looked at that position, I thought, well, that, that seems to align with the gifting that God has given me in, in some of my past experiences in the corporate world. And it just so happened that we had that position at Maple Grove E Free Open. So I uh, approached uh, the elders and said, okay, you, you're not going to believe this, but this is where I think God is leading. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want this to be a weird deal, and I certainly don't want the congregation to think that uh, anything was misaligned if I somehow end up in this position. So know that this is where God is leading. Please know that I would have a, a great interest in the position at the church, but please also know that I am not one bit sensitive if you move in a different direction or if our new senior pastor, who turned out to be uh, Pastor John, wishes to move in a different direction. That will not offend me one bit. And I said, that's the last conversation I'm going to have on this topic until we hire the new senior pastor, just to kind of keep things as clean as possible. And then, again, through God's grace, when God brought John to us, uh, we revisited that conversation with the elders, and I went uh, humbly to John and said, John, this is kind of where God's leading. Uh, if you would if you would be supportive of me in the role, I'd love it. And if you're not supportive, that's great, too. And so that's that's how it kind of came about. I'm Bill English. This is the Bible and Business Podcasts on Pastoral Transitions and Leadership Transitions. We invite you to join us on our next podcast where we talk with Pastor John and Pastor Russ and Pastor Jim about the process that they used uh, to really achieve a great pastoral transition. Thank you for listening today.